0: Hello and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable, of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free and no RSVP is required, so you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com slash circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I'm talking about my very favorite topic of all time. It's the one I've probably given the most everywhere, and then I realized, what? I haven't done it on the podcast or in Healing Circle yet. So tonight I want to talk to you about why you're not anxious, you're pissed off. So why is this important? This is important because we're taught, and a lot of us believe, that anxiety is the result of just this permanent, indelible, congenital defect in our neurology, and that somehow we're born with a missing piece, somehow something's wrong with us, and something that we can't ever change. And if that were true, then explain me. If anxiety is just a neurological defect that I was born with, how did I get better? This is important because understanding how your emotions function is the key to learning how to move with them, how to move through them, how to navigate them when they inevitably show up. If you thought the journey was about avoiding or managing your emotions, you missed the key part. And this is important because without this information, feeling broken and hopeless is the only option that you have. So let's back this up a moment get a little bit nerdy, because it's me, so of course it's going to get a little bit nerdy. So if you think about the human brain, it's easy to imagine that we have hardware programs and we have software programs. So your hardware programs, these are things like your neurology, things like your cells, your blood, your tissues, your bones, the things that make you you on the physical level of reality. You also have your software programs. These are things like your psychological traits, your memories, your beliefs, your decisions, your experiences, all of who you are, all of who you've been that's been imprinted on you. It's part of your software programs, and these change. Imagine for a moment that I'm Oprah. And you're at my favorite things, holiday, spectacular show thing where she gives away, you know, like, and you get a computer and you get a computer and you get a computer and like everyone gets computers. Now imagine that I'm Oprah and I give all of you, everyone in the podcast listening, everyone in Healing Circle, all of you, a computer. And I'm going to give you all the exact same computer, same hardware, same RAM, same capacity, same speed, all exactly the same. Then you're going to go away for a year, use the computer, and then let's say it's a year later, we're meeting back here, no one's aged, we all look fabulous, and we all compare our computers. What are the chances that any of our computers look anything alike? Probably pretty slim, right? Right. I mean, if you're an accountant, then your computer is going to be filled with accounting software like QuickBooks, like Excel spreadsheets and whatever an accountant uses. If you're, let's say, a graphic designer, then your computer is going to be filled with things like Illustrator and Photoshop and programs designed for graphic design. And if you're a grandma or a pet lover, it's just going to be photos. Just your whole computer is going to be photos. Everyone's computer is going to be different, even though we all started with the same hardware. How we use our computer, the software programs we install on our computer, it matters. It's the software programs that make you you. And these software programs are designed to change. They're designed to be upgraded. They're designed to be uninstalled when they're not working for us. They're designed to be replaced when it's time for something better. If you're lucky enough to be old enough to remember DOS, you'll remember that it was a wonderful operating system at the time. We all had to have those recipe cards with the cheat sheets, you know, in order to do anything you had to do like F3 and shift and like stick out your left foot and hope for a miracle. And it was a wonderful program for its time. And if you're still running DOS in your personal life, it's probably time for an upgrade. Your software programs are what make you you. And it turns out they are the keys to healing. Now, in the traditional medical model, they will view things like depression, like anxiety, as a hardware problem. You know, your computer came off the line. Oops, we forgot to weld something. It might be a little bit bent and fucked up. Sorry, we can't really help you. But we can teach you how to live with your kind of broken, messed up computer. And for some of us, that's really helpful. We also have branches of the traditional system that look at more of the psychology. Psychology is all about understanding our software programs, but it's focusing on mostly the conscious aspects. It's asking things like, well, why do you think you feel that way? They're looking at what you're aware of on the conscious level only. They know that the unconscious mind exists, it's been talked about since Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, but they don't really do anything with it. The focus of mainstream psychology is to focus on the conscious mind, which is really valid and extremely helpful. And it misses out on what's going on out of your awareness at the unconscious level, and that's running all the time behind the scenes. So what do I mean when I'm talking about conscious, unconscious? Now I've talked about this in the past. You have a conscious mind and you have an unconscious mind. Now your conscious mind, this is everything that's in your awareness. So for example, if you are listening to me in the circle or on the podcast, you're likely aware of the sound of my voice. If you're in circle tonight, you're likely aware of my super amazing circle graphic that is very high tech. And you may not be aware of the sensation of the back of your legs on your chair or your feet on the floor or tucked up under you or wherever your feet are. Only now that I'm mentioning your feet, you're probably noticing your feet. So where was that information a moment ago, right? Your neurology is picking up the data. Everything's firing. It's just it's not in your awareness because it's frankly not important. If you're paying attention to the back of your thighs all the time, you might miss something else. So anything that's in your awareness at any given time is being processed by your conscious mind and everything else that your body's picking up on is running in the background. It's being processed by your unconscious mind. Now your conscious mind and your unconscious mind have very different, let's call them personalities. Your conscious mind is very logical. It's very linear. It's very rational. It needs things to make sense. It needs things to be in order. It's the part that loves to ask why. Your conscious mind is your problem-oriented mind. It's designed to look in the environment and find problems. It believes that the best way to ensure your survival is to constantly be hyper-vigilant and look for problems. And if you can just know why the problem showed up and solve the problem, then your survival is guaranteed. Your unconscious mind, on the other hand, is associated with older brain structures. It predates language. It works in symbols. If you've ever attempted to analyze your own dreams, you know that your unconscious mind is highly symbolic. It's where your memories live. It's where your emotions live. It is your instinctual self. It's your gut instinct. It is where your intuition lives as well. Now, your unconscious mind does some stuff for you. Now, of course, it does things like it makes sure that your immune system is running and your digestive system is running and your heart keeps beating without you having to think about it or be aware of it. But in terms of understanding your emotions, it's important to understand that your unconscious mind is designed to store your memories. Obviously, they're not in your awareness all the time. And it's designed to organize your memories. Somehow we know the difference between five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Some memories just kind of seem older. And it's this sensation of, olderness, we're going to make that a word, that contributes to our sensation of the passing of time. Now, the mechanism that the unconscious mind uses to store information and organize it is called a gestalt. I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. Now, your unconscious mind is designed to take any emotions that are too big and too hot to handle and hide them out of our awareness. So let's say you're going along in life and something big happens to you something that you don't know how to handle and it comes with this huge tidal wave of emotions and if you allowed those emotions to be in your awareness the whole time you'd completely break down you'd fall apart and your unconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe right from an evolutionary perspective you need to live long enough to pass on the genes so it needs to make sure that you stay safe so it can't let you get taken out by a tsunami of emotions so we have a mechanism where your unconscious mind will take anything that's too hot to handle in the moment and it will hide it out of your awareness. Every time you say something like, I put it out of my mind, where did it go? (laughs) Did magic fairies come to take it? No, your unconscious mind hid it from you. But now this stuff that came up, these emotions, they showed up for a reason. And so when we hide them, it's meant to be temporarily. And in order to find them again, our unconscious mind will put a pin in it so to speak to bookmark the page they can find it again and then we get through what we have to get through and we never go back for that pin or to resolve that stuff we tell ourselves stuff like I just put out of my mind no 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 I just got over it I'm okay because we're no longer aware of the emotions we think they're gone and since they're very important to resolve these pins we have a backup mechanism that means that anytime something happens in the present moment that's even a little similar to any of those pins, your unconscious mind, which is very efficient, is like, ooh, let's throw this all up to the surface and see if we can just resolve all this crap at once. And so something small happens in the moment, you have a huge emotional response, and we call that a trigger. And a trigger means that your unconscious mind is functioning perfectly. We tend to think that a trigger means that there's some sort of defect or something's gone wrong in the process. But a trigger just means that your unconscious mind is attempting to release a bunch of the pins that are clogging up the joints. And instead of doing that, we're like, nope, and shove it all back down for it to show up another day. And we talked about this idea of your unconscious mind organizing information by a gestalt. What is a gestalt? Gestalt is called a Gestalt because it originated with the work of a dude named Max Wertheimer who is German, and the word Gestalt in German means pattern or configuration. Basically, it means that our brains are big pattern-finding machines. It's why we see faces in clouds, it's why we see creatures in the stars. Our way of surviving the world is to recognize patterns and then use our conscious mind logical thinky-thinky part to come up with a story to help us explain the why of what we're noticing. Gestalts and patterns, things like continuity and proximity, are things that you often see in optical illusions, and it's based on the idea that our minds perceive objects as part of a greater whole, as part of a more complex system. This is how movies work. A movie is a bunch of individual pictures being real fast, and so it makes it look like it's actual movement happening. So bottom line is our brain organizes the world by themes and by patterns. If I say to you, name 10 things that are blue, you can do that because somehow it's tagged in your head as blue. If I ask you to name 20 things that make you sad, you can probably do that because somehow it was tagged as sad. And so we have a gestalt for blue, a gestalt for sad. Everything gets organized in this system. And so every emotion can also be part of a gestalt. Now, To help make it easier to understand this, it's helpful to visualize a gestalt like a string of pearls. If you happen to have seen the movie Inside Out by Pixar with the little emotions in the brain, in that movie, they display a gestalt based on color. So all the red balls were anger, all the green ones were disgust, and uh, I don't have CGI. So we're going to imagine a beautiful string of pearls. And you have a string for anger, and that's your anger gestalt. And you have a string for hurt, and that's the hurt gestalt. And every time you feel an emotion, you get a little pearl on that string. And over time, we get these little ones. And we don't remember all the times we ever felt angry or ever felt hurt or ever felt sad. But we remember are the big ones, those pins, or what we in the coaching world call significant emotional events. Those are the unresolved ones. And over time, as those unresolved pins start to accumulate, that gestalt will start to get heavy. And that's important because the gestalts are arranged in a hierarchy. And the hierarchy goes like this. Anger at the top, then sadness, then fear, then hurt, then guilt. So anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt. Now let's say you're going along in life and you want to be nice because you're taught to be nice and you're not supposed to be angry and it's not good to be angry and you should just smile and so you don't let yourself feel the anger when it comes up every time even a little comes up you push it down and you get lots and lots of pins on that gestalt. well over time that's going to get really heavy and it's going to collapse down into sadness and that's when we'll experience feelings of depression now, let's say you're not allowed to show your sadness either because spirituality and I got to be positive all the time and know it's, everything's wonderful, love and light, so I don't let myself feel the sadness either. Well, that gestalt's going to get very heavy with pins and over time it's going to collapse down into fear. And that's when we'll start to experience feelings of anxiety. You're not anxious, you're pissed off. You show me someone with anxiety, I'll show you someone who doesn't know what they need or how to get their needs met in a healthy way. And so they're angry, but they don't know that they're angry because they've been taught that they're not supposed to feel angry and they're not supposed to feel sad. They live their life under a lot of shoulds. Now, let's say you're not allowing yourself to feel any emotions at all. And all the gestalts are just shoved right, smooshed together, and the only emotion that lets the self feel is actually underneath guilt, which is shame. So everything outside of you sets off shame. So the question is, how do we start to get some space in those gestalts? How do we start to resolve some of those pins? And really, why do we have these stupid emotions in the first place anyways? Because they're a bit of a pain in the ass. By the way, in case you're wondering... Learning how to neutralize those pins and clear out the gestalt so that you're not walking around constantly trying to manage and avoid triggers, that's what I do in my one-on-one practice and in my trainings. I teach you and work with you to help you pull and remove and neutralize those pins. So what's the deal with emotions? What's their function? We are evolutionary beings. If it wasn't functional in some capacity, it would have been bred out like our tails. Right. So we kept these emotions around and they're getting stronger and stronger with each generation. So somehow emotions are important for our survival. Otherwise, they would have gone away. Your conscious mind is the one that uses words and language, but it's only aware of a little tiny bit at a time. I mean, you're not even aware of your nose on your face and it's there all the time, only now you're aware of it because I made you think about it. Your unconscious mind is older. It doesn't have language, but it's the one that's picking up and keeping track of all this stuff. So how does a part that has no language get the attention of the part that has language? It moves energy. Energy in motion is emotion. Emotions are the language of your unconscious mind. They are the wisdom of your intuition. Your emotions are meant to convey very important information that teach you how to decode them. And they're meant to help you do something. So most of us think of emotions as either good or bad. I have good emotions like love and excitement and joy. And I have bad emotions like anxiety and sadness and anger. But if all emotions are communications from your unconscious mind, then that means that all emotions are good. Some just feel icky. All of your emotions are meant to be listened to. All of them are communications from the part of you that's picking up on all the things around you. If you're selectively turning some off and on, you're missing so much data. So what are the emotions actually telling you? Sadness. Sadness tends to make us slow down. It makes us withdraw. It's letting us know there's been a loss. And the need that we need to have fulfilled is we need healing. How many of us, when we're feeling sad, give ourselves the gift of healing versus how many of us try to force on a smile or tell ourselves we're being stilly or just go walk away and not know what to do. Sadness is letting you know that you need healing. You need to go find some healing. Fear is saying, get away. It's telling you that you need safety. You're not feeling safe. The question is, do you know how to get yourself feeling safe? How often do we ask ourselves that question versus why don't I feel safe? And then there's anger, the top of all the gestalts, the thing that starts it all, the one that I am in love with for this reason. Anger is letting you know that something's not fair, that you're feeling like you're giving too much or you're not receiving enough. It's letting you know that you need a boundary. Now, boundaries are this big word. I yap about them just as much as the next person because they're so important. And most of us aren't really sure what they are or how to actually work with them. Now, I did an entire podcast episode. It's episode number 60. It's called How to Set Boundaries Without Feeling Like a Dick. So that you can learn how to set boundaries without feeling like a dick. Because that's kind of what holds us back. One, we don't know what they are. And two, we don't know what to do about it. So boundaries, basically where you are and where you're not, it's what's in your realm of control and what is out of your realm of control, which means boundaries are directly tied to your sense of self and your space and place in the universe. And since anger is the emotion that your unconscious mind uses to get your attention when there's something going on with your boundaries, that means that anger is directly tied to your sense of self and your space and place in the universe. And yet it is the first emotion that we are taught to turn off because it's not nice. And boundaries are enforced by expressing what you want. And see, that's the key. We need to know what we want. If you don't know what you want or how to get your needs met in a healthy way, then you're basically walking around as a little anger generating machine. And if you don't allow yourself to resolve those pins, then eventually that's going to wander down into the sadness. And if you don't allow yourself to offer yourself healing, that's going to end up collapsing down into the fear. And That's when your neurology gets loud. Anxiety is a warning that you're not getting your needs met, that you're not focusing enough on what you want, that you're not doing it in a healthy way. So, you have your space, other people have their space, and your space is filled with what you want and what you need and what you believe. And if that's a blind spot to you, then you're never able to get that met. You're relying on other people to know the whole Jerry Maguire, you complete me. If I just find the right person, they'll know exactly what I want. They're my twin flame, and I'll never have to actually know myself or use my voice. And then wonder why my neurology gets so loud using things like anxiety. This is where we get the ability to create magic with other human beings. But that means we have to show up as whole. Knowing what we want. Knowing what we need. Knowing what we believe. Knowing how to share that in a way that empowers ourselves and empowers the other person. To also show up with their wants and their needs and their beliefs. That is the goal. When we are not living how we are meant to in alignment with that goal, does it make sense that your unconscious mind would get loud? And when sadness doesn't get our attention, when the anger is not getting our attention, anxiety usually gets our attention. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that a healthy human being feels all their emotions, even the ones that feel like fucking garbage. still important and telling you something. Remember that anxiety is a warning from your unconscious mind that you need to get more involved in getting your needs met, whatever that means for you. And remember that learning how to get your needs met in a healthy way, in a way that feels good for you, in a way that feels good for the other person, is the antidote to anxiety. And that's something everyone can do. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. For a lot of people, being told that they have the power to heal and stand up and be stronger in their life is damn scary because it's so different to new. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. That's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG Podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap, with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www.btgwellness.com slash circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.